Welcome to Ikoyi Baptist Church. Thank you for tuning into our podcast services. Listen and be blessed. This evening, tonight, we shall be considering the topic, the incorruptible crown. The incorruptible crown. And that is the topic that we shall be zeroing in on as the Lord will begin to speak to our hearts on the subject of the incorruptible crown. And I want us to open our scriptures to 1 Corinthians chapter 9. 1 Corinthians chapter 9. Permit me to say that it is very important that we note that everyone who labors labors with a purpose. Labors with a purpose. Everyone who goes to work goes to work because his desire is that at the end of the month that he'll be paid salary. Every man goes out to work so that his work can be rewarded and his work can be remunerated. The same thing happens in our spiritual journey with the master. We are running a race that we are trusting the Lord that on the last day, the Lord will look at us and say, you have been faithful. You know, there is a particular scripture that shocks me. Every time I have the opportunity to peruse through, it is that scripture where the Bible was bold enough to declare that on the last day, some people will be bold enough, confident, to ask the Lord that did we not work miracles in your name? Did we not cast out demons in your name? Did we not do wonders? In your name. And the Lord will be quick to respond. That oh yes you did. As a matter of fact. I was aware. But go away from me. You workers. Of iniquity. Now that presupposes. That a man. May know the Lord. A man may have. A deep knowledge. Of the Lord. A man may be vast with spiritual things. You know, before a man can get to the level of beginning to cast out demons in the name of the Lord, not using any other power, you know the man has gone through some spiritual journey. And for the Lord to say that, but I know that your works are works of iniquity. Each time I think about it, he places a, 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 does, does a dagger in my heart. That even when a man has done the things that men applaud, that men celebrate, after it, the Lord may still say, you are not qualified. You know there is world championships going on now. and I, I hope we, we, we know, right? We know, right? If you don't, some of you don't know. I don't know what we need to do with you now. 
But there's world championships. Okay, it has even ended, right? It ended two days ago, so I don't know whether it's still on. It's still on. On Sunday. Thank you, sir. Two days. Three days. Now, it has ended. Well, you know there was some people who were disqualified along the line. There is a particular competition I will never forget. That is the Commonwealth Games. I don't remember which particular year now, but I think in the year 2010, maybe 2010, that was held, is it in England? In London? I can't remember. But Commonwealth Games. A Nigerian athlete ran in that race. Her name, Osayomi, is it Osayomi uh, Damola? But she ran. And when she ran in that race, she ran. And she ended the race in second position. Do you know what happened? But after, the, after she ended the race in second position, or even before then, there was this particular Australian runner. Very, very fast, a runner. When they said, on your mark, set, go. The lady beat the gun. But they called her back. Ordinarily, they should have disqualified her. For whatever reason, they allowed her on. So when they did the second time, before they would even say, Jack, the lady was almost close to breasting the tape. Very good, a runner. She ran, and they were running and running and running. This, our Nigerian gear, was running very well. In short, I was routing for her. I was screaming in the sitting room. You would think that something was wrong. You would think I'm related to her one way or the other. You would think they would give me a word if she wins. I was, the patriotism in me was exuding out. And I was screaming, ah, roll, 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 because she was, she was at the point dragging with this lady. But this Australian lady beat the Nigerian girl and came first. The Nigerian girl came second. Some other girl, I don't know from which country, came third. But immediately after 10 minutes or 20 minutes, an announcement was made that the Australian lady was not qualified to run. So she was disqualified. So she did not even have the opportunity of climbing the podium. The second, I began to rejoice. I said, ah, the Nigerian girl is now number one. Two days later, we had the news that the Nigerian girl had been disqualified. Why? They said she took anabolic steroids. So she spiked her system with a banned substance. So they disqualified her. The girl who came third in that race became the first. The Lord began to speak to me. He said, son, some of us are running a race and people are hailing us. In fact, we are the fastest first to come to church. It's not a wrong to come to church. Very good. When you mention anything, you are there. But the Lord is saying, it may be like those who on the last day said, I do not know you. May that not be our portion in Jesus' name. There some of us, we have the grace. Everything has been made available for us. But just at the point of receiving the reward, we, we, ourselves, we do something that will disqualify us from the reward. That was what that Nigerian girl did. 
she took one she shouldn't have taken and she was disqualified. Now, these are the things we want to look at in a very short while. The incorruptible crown that the master has kept for us. First Corinthians chapter 9. I want us to look at verses 24 to 27. Do you not know that those who run in a race all run, but one receives the prize? Run in such a way that you may obtain it. And everyone who competes for the prize is temperate in all things. Now, they do it to obtain a perishable crown, but we for an imperishable crown. Therefore, I run thus, not with uncertainty. Thus, I fight, not as one who beats the air, but I discipline my body and bring it into subjection, lest when I have preached to others, I myself should become disqualified. People of God, if you look at that scripture very well, very critically, you will see a lot of things the Bible puts there for our own learning. You see, the Bible was very quick and very clear in stating that, do you know that those who run in a, in a race, all of them run, but only one will receive the prize. Now, it is an indication that this race for heaven that we are all involved in, it is not everybody that we enter heaven. No. It is not everybody who come to church that we make it to heaven. You know it is a tragedy. It is terrible to know that even as all of us are here in this church, to think of the fact that it is not all of us that we go to heaven. To think that if the church is jam-packed, that it is not all of us. To think of the fact that it is a mixed multitude. To think of the fact that there are some people who are in church who are not there for the purpose of church. To think of that fact is a tragedy. To know that I will invest my time. To know that I will invest my life on the matters that borders on church and Christianity. Only for me to still be a candidate of hell. You know it's a problem. It's a problem if as I'm seated in church, we know I am running a race, but I know deep down within me, I am not a candidate for heaven. You know it's a problem. When I was reading these scriptures today, the Lord was beginning to remind me that there are some people who even in class, while they are in class, they know they, they, are, not, they are not writing an exam to carry first. Do you know, when we were in school, you know even when they ask you, uh, who will carry first? You say, ah, it's revenue you need, I will carry first. Are you uncle? Ah, no. Uh, no, he's one who will carry first. You already know those who will carry first. Those who will carry second. You know the one that will carry third. You know fourth. You uncle, maybe, maybe 17th. You have already given yourself your position. Even when you are writing exam. You are not writing to pass. 
They say, what will you get in this, in this, in the, in this course? Maybe a C. You have removed yourself from the class of those who can make an A. The Bible says that there are people who run. But even with the running, they are only running. They are not running to win. They are running just for it to be that they have run. In, in case you don't understand it, as we are here seated, for those of us that are hypocrites, we are the ones the Bible is saying we are just running. We know that looking at ourselves in the such light of heaven, we know that if Jesus Christ comes, we will not go. If we know that at home, we are thieves. If I know at home, I am a liar. You know, in the light of the scripture, I am just running because I still come to church. But I know that if the Lord comes with what I am presently doing, I will not go to heaven. You know that is a, is a serious issue. So when the Lord is saying that those who run, they all run, but not all we get it. It's because there are some who are running, but deep down within them, they know they are not qualified to carry it. So let us begin to think about our lives. To say, are we qualified in the race that we are running? And as we continue to look at it, I am now seeing something in verse 25. The Bible says, and everyone who competes for the prize, not anyone who competes for a prize. It says anyone who competes for the prize, there is the prize. Anyone who competes for that prize we are talking about is temperate in all things. That's a spiritual, that's a serious matter. If you want to compete in this race, you must be temperate. You must be temperate in all things. You must have the spirit of temperance in all things. You know, somebody has said that it is difficult for people who drive vehicle to go to heaven. They say if you are driving in Lagos, very difficult to make heaven. Because even when you want to be calm, somebody will bring out the lion in you. Before you know it, you have already said, oh, 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 he, 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 you will have finished saying it. You now say, Lord of Jesus, Lord of Jesus. But you have finished saying it. Bible says those who run this race, they are temperate in all things. You don't allow anybody to make you angry. I was speaking with somebody today. I said, look, do you know in life, everybody has an opinion over your life. Everybody. You like it or not. As long as you are a human being, everybody has a right to make an opinion over your life. But yours is the decision to make. The decision to be angry. The decision to agree. The decision to refuse. The decision to keep quiet. The decision to walk away is in your hand. The Bible says that they who run this race, who want to win this prize, they must be temperate in all things. And I began to wonder, how can we be temperate? How can we handle our temperance? How can we handle our emotions in a world like this? So he's saying, every natural appetite in us must be subdued. All natural appetites must be subdued. If we must run this race and come out victorious, every natural appetite 
that is busting out from every part of us that wants to take the crown away from us, we must subdue it. You know, when you look at the life of an athlete, the life of an athlete is typified with very strict discipline. And that is why four attitude of those who will win the incorruptible crown is clearly stated in those verses. In verse 25, the Bible said the first attitude and the first character for those who will win the incorruptible crown is number one, they must have temperance. Judas did not make it. You know why? He could not curtail, he could not control that desire for money. Esau did not make it. Why? Because he did not control, he did not curtail that desire for food. David almost missed it. Why? He could not control, he could not contain that desire for the opposite sex. The same thing for Solomon. Samson also played along that line. He did not control, he did not contain the desire for the gratification of the things of the flesh. So the Bible is saying, anyone who wants to run this race and win the prize, he must be temperate. Handle your temper. Handle your emotions. Handle the things that come out of you that want to make you leave the race. You know, as we are running this race, many things, some people will be cheering you. Some people will be cheering you. Those two categories of people can make you leave the race. Those who cheer you. If you, if you are somebody who wants people to always praise you, you may not end the race. Because the jeering of the people may, may discourage you. And for those who love to be praised, once you are hearing the cheering of people, before you know it, you will get carried away. You know some players, even the football players, they can get carried away because people are praising them. They say, eh, eh, they'll be passing till they'll pass into their own nets. We don't need it. Be temperate. Not only do they, are they temperate, but the scripture is said they should be certain in verse 26, how did the Bible put it? The Bible says in verse 26, the Bible says, Therefore, I run thus, not with uncertainty. Those who will collect the, cra- the crown, there are people who are certain of what they are doing. In 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 12, Apostle Paul was very, very clear about what he was talking about. He said, I know whom I have believed. And I am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. I am certain. Some of us are not certain about what we are holding on to. We must be certain. Not only are we talking about certainty, but we must fight. In that same scripture we are looking about, we are, we are, we are looking at, in verse 26, the Bible said, Therefore, I run thus, not with uncertainty, thus I fight. The spiritual race is a race that requires us to fight. It is not pancake. It is not pancake Christianity. Anybody who wants to make it to the end must fight. 
must fight. There are many things that will come your way to want to discourage you. Fight. We're not talking about fighting with, we're not talking about fighting the fight that brings quarrel. We're talking about fighting the fight of faith. We're talking about fighting with everything on your inside to ensure I will not miss this salvation. Ah, whatever will hold me back. No, Lord, I say no. We fight. We fight. And number four, it requires discipline. Did you see in the scripture when the Bible said in verse 27, but I discipline my body and bring it into subjection. Therefore, what is this incorruptible crown? Church, can I tell you? The incorruptible crown is the five crowns that the believers will receive after the last judgment. The incorruptible crown, as we zero in to the conclusion of this study, is the five crowns that the believer will receive after the last judgment. This incorruptible crown is the price for faithfully running the Christian race. It is the crown that will be given to every one of us when we faithfully breast the tape on the last day. Now, these five incorruptible crowns, this incorruptible crown we are talking about is the crown that the master will give and say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of your father. Some theologians have gone ahead to argue whether it is a material crown or it is an immaterial crown. They have gone to argue, is it a physical crown or is it not a physical crown? But I'd like to remind you that even we, when we get there, we would have changed. We are going to carry a body that is celestial. So, the theology or the theological debate of whether it is physical or not physical is not, is immaterial. Because when we change, the Bible says we shall change from corruption, corruptible to incorruptible, mortality to immortality. What are these five, what are, what are those five crowns? The first crown that we receive when we stand before God is the victor's crown. The, the crown of victory. In that, same, in that scripture we read, it is very clear that we are going to receive a crown after we have run the race. The Bible says in verse 24 that do you not know that those who run in a race all run, but one receives the prize. Run in such a way that you may obtain it. And everyone who competes for the prize is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a perishable crown. But we, for an imperishable crown, what we do, we run our own race to receive an imperishable crown. Only for those who will emerge victorious. There's a victor's crown. For those who will run their race and complete their race. The first crown we will receive when we get before God is the victor's crown. The crown of victory. When we stand before God and say, yes, we are finished. One of our fathers in the Lord died. In short, I love the way they have chronicled, I love the way they have talked about his death. In short, they said he only changed address. Each time I see the, uh, obituary or whatsoever, all the things they put up, 
I say, wow. The way they have so beautified this death. You, some people want to... <laughs> so they so beautified it. They didn't say the man died. They said he changed address. Some people will say he went to drop his crown. No, some say he went to drop his sword and he has received the crown. That is the crown all of us will get on the last day. That is, I'm waiting for that crown. I have received so many awards here on earth. So many. I've received an award for this, award for that, academic award, scholarship award. I've received the service award. But I am waiting for that one that will be given to me. And the master will say, this one is the victor's crown. Because you ran the race and you finished the race. Do you know, there is no joy in running a race. In short, it is painful. It is stressful. The joy is in winning the race. That is where there is euphoria and there's excitement. So the first crown we will receive, an incorruptible crown, is the victor's crown, which the Lord will give to everyone who finishes his race. I am praying. You will never allow the things of this world to deter you, to discourage you, to make you stop the race halfway. And that's why I love this song. I will never, never stop my journey halfway. Oh Lord, oh, until I reach my goal. 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 I will never, never stop my journey halfway. Almighty Father, until I reach my goal. That was this exact thing Jesus said on the cross. He said, it is finished. I have finished my race. So for those who will finish their race, the first crown we will receive, an incorruptible one at that, is the victor's crown. The second crown. Which the master will give us, an incorruptible crown, is the crown of rejoicing. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 19, the Bible calls our attention to a crown that is called the crown of rejoicing. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 13, the Bible says, For 1 Thessalonians 2 19, 2 19, 2 19, For what is our hope or joy or crown of rejoicing? Is it not even you in the presence of our Lord Jesus Christ at his coming? There is a crown called the crown of rejoicing. That we will receive at the feet of the master. But can I tell you the categories of those who will receive this crown? It is not everybody. It is for those who have won soul for the Lord. In short, it is called the soul winner's crown. Those who have evangelized to men and they have saved men and people have become born again. On the last day, the master will give them the crown of rejoicing. When they are reunited with those whom while they were here on earth, they saved 
by the power of the Lord. There is a song I love. The, the song that said, thank you for giving to the Lord. I was a life that was changed. Thank you for giving. He said, look, you used to be my Sunday school teacher when I was only eight. But one day when you said that prayer, I asked Jesus into my life. The Bible says, for such a people, there is a crown of rejoicing that is awaiting them. You know, each time I see this thing, I say, Lord, one more soul. One more soul, help me. One more soul. I don't want to miss any crown because they are incorruptible. It is not like the medal they give you in Olympic that over time they will begin to corrode and they will begin to fade. This one is incorruptible. So for those of us who are well versed in evangelism, continue. There is a crown of rejoicing that you shall receive on the last day. The third crown. This third crown is called the crown of righteousness. The crown of righteousness which the master will give to us. And I saw that in 2 Timothy chapter 4 verse 8. The master will give to us the crown of righteousness. Finally, there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give to me on that day. And not to me only, but also to those who have loved his appearing. You see, those who are waiting for the coming of the master, the moment you are able to endure all things, you will get the crown of righteousness. You know, the one who will give us this crown is not an impartial judge. He's a judge who judges rightly and he will give to every man according to what the man deserves. It is for those who love his appearing. The fourth crown that will be given is called the crown of life. The crown of life. And I saw that in James chapter 1, verse 12. In James chapter 1, verse 12, the Bible says, Blessed is the man who endures temptation. For when he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to those who love him. So if you are here, you are faced with all manners of temptation, persecution, all manners, no matter how they come, and you are standing. You have refused to die. You have refused to bend. You have refused to give in. There is a crown, I will tell you. And that crown, my Lord said, is the crown of life. Finally, the fifth crown that we will receive when we stand before God is the crown of glory. The crown of glory. I look forward to this crown. I look forward to this crown. It is called the crown of glory. In First Peter, in First Peter chapter 5, First Peter chapter 5, the Bible began to speak from verse 1. The Bible says, The elders who are among you, I exhort. I who am his fellow, fellow elder and a witness of the sufferings of Christ, and also a partaker of the glory that will be revealed. Shepherd the flock of God which is among you. Serving as overseers. Not by compulsion, but willingly. Not for dishonest gain, but eagerly. Not as being lords over those entrusted to you, but being examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the crown of glory that does not fade away. So church, can I reward you? Can I tell you? 
all the labors you are laboring in the house of God. You work as health committee chairman. Nobody is paying you. You work as maintenance chairman. Nobody is paying you. You work as diaconate chairman. Nobody is paying you. You work as chief usher. Nobody is paying you. You do all this work in the house of God. You say, am I being remunerated? Am I being remunerated? No, don't lose the crown. Don't lose the crown. There is a crown of glory reserved for those who are leaders in the house of God. So those who come to church and they just sit down and they do nothing in church. All they do is start to come, come sit. You, you will still make heaven if you live right. If you endure temptation, you will get the crown of life. But the crown of glory, you will not get. It is reserved for those who labor in the house of God. It is reserved for those who are not remunerated, but they are still working. Nobody is noticing them, but they are carrying out silent services in the house of God. They are working for the master. The Lord is saying, continue. On the last day, I will give you the crown of glory. So don't say, nobody is paying me. You are already working for an incorruptible crown that will be given to you. People of God, if you know this much, that after all that we have done here on earth, there are five crowns within, incorruptible ones. How are you supposed to live your life? You should live your life as a worker in the house of God. If you are not a worker, there is one crown you will never get. You won't get the crown of glory because it is reserved for leaders, for workers, for pastors, for those who are laborers in the house of God. If you want the crown of life, then when you are tempted, when persecution comes your way, determine your heart, I will not fall. Because only when you overcome them will you receive the crown of life. If you wish to receive the crown of rejoicing, then the only way you can receive the crown of rejoicing is not just by being born again, but it is by being evangelistic in the house of God. Who are those that will join us in evangelism? I will join them. Then you, I can assure you, you have for you, waiting for you on the last day, the crown of rejoicing. There are some people who will stagger, manage to finish the race. You are playing with the victor's crown. The victor's crown is reserved for the one who finishes the race. How will you see all this crown? Incorruptible crown. And you will still be playing as if it is not serious. People of God, there are crowns and rewards waiting for us. Let's labor until we receive these rewards. The Lord bless us in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening. We hope you were blessed. Ikoi Baptist Church is a Bible-believing church located at 5-7 to Latif Jakande Road in Ikoi of Lagos State, Nigeria. You can find us on Facebook at Ikoi Baptist Church or reach the church directly via phone at 0163-20485 and 0163-20486. For more information, please visit the church website at www.ikoibaptistchurch.org. We look forward to having you back next week.